0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, A People's History. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, A People's History premieres May 9th, streaming on Hulu. Hey,
1: everyone. I'm Robin Hilton from NPR Music. I am here with Ann Powers. Hey, Ann.
2: Hello, Robin.
1: WBGO's Nicole Sweeney Hey there, Robin And from Radio Milwaukee, Tariq Moody Howdy, Robin It's March 24th, New Music Friday And we've got a bunch of new albums out today that we want to flag for you Starting with the rapper and singer Black He's back with his first new album in five years It's called Since I Have a Lover This is the song Inwood Hill Park
3: Monday's starting to feel like Friday, Friday. Blending up the days in a week Nothing like I was when I met you Back when I belonged to the streets That pussy is, um, elite Plus the rain is gone, I can finally see I've been thinking about getting on one knee Turn a solo to a fee to make your heart skip a beat Can't you see that I've been hostile for weeks? Don't you know you changed the patterns of my sleep? Say it's defeat. I'ma say it's a win. I'ma love you for free. They gon' think it's pretend. They don't know that you were there when I had more ideas than I had dollars. Now I say I'm proud with your nays and product I look around the pool, is all dried up. These bitches only tryna fuck the vibe up. Days that I'm under pressure, embracing the highs and lows. It's hard, but I keep it alive. Never been wanna let go. Nice, my with
4: baby black is out of uh, Atlanta my hometown but he's from zone 6 which for the not familiar zone 6 represents east side of Atlanta and that term's been used by artists like Charles Gambino Future 21 Savage and most famously a, a, a fellow zone 6 resident Gucci man this album since i have a lover is a album uh featuring a lot of different themes from complications of relationships dealing with self-reflection, mental health. But what I really liked about it album, it really showcased that black men are just as complex as any other group in this country. You know, our society looks at black men as a homogenous stereotype. It really shows the vulnerability and a sensitivity. It also featured his partner, Quinn, throughout this album. It kicks off with Cold Feet, which sounds like a soundtrack, a song from the soundtrack to A Season of Atlanta.
2: Six piece EP was high. Everybody
3: up in arms, watching I was hot. All uh, it's
4: love letter is freaking hot. Blue, to to you know blade. today in Birthday!
0: Me. It is your birthday. It is definitely
3: your birthday. You're five years old.
4: Has these surreal cinematic vibes. A lot of the album deals with dealing relationships and being honest with himself and his partner. In black culture, especially black men, we don't normally talk about our feelings. And he's actually sharing that this is this has helped me.
5: I'm so glad I got a chance to listen to this album. I, I mean, for those of you that are getting to know me, I love live instrumentation. I felt the guitars, the drums. I felt the stories. I think
3: I'm going to try to lay on the today. I don't get hype up for life been a long week I- to put the ground away focus on the shit that matter go get a bag bring it back for your family sake. No more shirts and I know the method and I'm down to spread the word into my family straight
5: I felt the words like this gentleman had something to say about life that I could relate to so out of all of the albums that we really got a chance to review this happened to be one of my favorites. Like, I can't wait to... You know, have a cocktail and dim the lights and really dive further into this album. So, Black, you got a new fan in me, for sure. (laughs) And I think for many other people, that's going to happen with this album.
2: I fell down the rabbit hole with this artist after hearing this record, Tariq. I have to admit, I I had only heard Black Glancingly before. But, wow, his whole discography is really, it's as deep and complex as this album it's also cinematic. I mean, it's not uh, an accident that two tra- uh, Fatal Attraction and Spirited Away are named after movies, you know? Yeah.
1: There are these little captured moments across the record that I love, where you get to kind of eavesdrop on different conversations, like on the song, Chasing Feeling.
0: I'm really grateful that I've made the conscious decision to do the harder thing and do the more
3: uncomfortable thing in order to understand my purpose here. And I just pray for that to be the formula to my life when things
1: get hard. Moments like this that just give the whole mix so much life and color and intimacy in just these really wonderful ways. The rapper and singer Black has first new album in five years. It's called Since I Have a Lover. That's out now on March 24th, along with a new one today from Lana Del Rey, her album, Did You Know That There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard, is finally here. This is the song Peppers.
3: My clothes dance naked for the neighbors. I'm like, fuck it, gonna give a show. I open up the blinds. Hide the caution to the wind, get onto the bike, take a minute to yourself. Skinny dipping on.
2: Robin, you you picked an interesting track to uh, kind of capture the essence of this album.
1: I don't know how you pick one track and pick (laughs) the essence of this album, but I I thought we could start there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, this is definitely one of the more upbeat hip-hop based songs on the album so here's the thing about lana del rey i'm gonna use my favorite cliche i've decided this is my favorite cliche of the 2020s she is a world builder (laughs) indeed you know and there aren't that many people working in mainstream pop right now who do this thing of like truly building worlds, creating environments, populating them with characters, constructing narratives that connect to each other and echo back upon each other. And I find myself wanting to make some pretty grand comparisons with this record, Robin. Like, Bruce Springsteen is a huge Del Rey fan. He's declared his love for her. And I think with this record, she might attain Springsteen status. And I'm also going to say... I compare everything to Joni Mitchell, you know I'm the biggest Joni Mitchell stand of all time, but this album particularly fits on Lana Del Rey's trajectory the way that Hijira fit on Joni Mitchell's trajectory in that it's like a mid-career album. It's very observational, but also very personal. Every song, there's a lot of stuff about family, about you know her desires in her 30s. So I think she earns those comparisons with this record, I really do.
5: I can't get it out of my head, put your hands on your knees. I feel like I just want to kind of dance around the house to that one, so it's really nice. When you said ninth album, too, I was like, wait a minute, really?
2: She did Nine? two in one year. She did two in one year. So that's one reason.
5: But like you said, honesty. And I think that's so important, especially coming from the past couple of years that we, we've come from in this world. Honesty in music is so... I feel like I'm hearing way more of it. Just coming through lyrics and even the music is what these artists want it to be. Not necessarily what we want it to be
2: that uh, not Lana, she, Lana Del Rey does not listen to others <laughs> but she does <laughs> well but that she too. does collaborate well with others she does play well with others and one interesting thing about this album is there are quite a few features and collaborators uh John Batiste plays on this record and also not only on the song Candy Necklace but um there's an interlude that's just him playing with some sort of a cacophony of voices over his playing <laughs> Father John Misty she's sung with him before they have a great duet Jack Antonoff's group Bleachers is featured on the song Margaret which is about Antonoff's fiance Margaret Qualley. The
5: answer is no
3: run, 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 run. you to no way that
2: So this is Lana with her trusted crew going to sometimes really dark places, but also really tender places, often in the same song.
1: I am hearing a lot of classic struggles between good and evil mm. across this album. There's a lot of religious overtones. You take a track like Judas Smith, Interlude. This is going
0: to sound crazy to you, but i tell the absolute truth. It's going to make me sound so spiritual, so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up this morning, God said, check the Bible out. I don't know if it was God, but it felt like uh, mm-hmm. I had the thought in my head, check the Bible, I will speak to you from the verse of the day. That means I don't have to, don't have to look anywhere, I just give the verse of the day. <laughs> so I give the verse the
1: day, and here's the birth. She is giggling throughout this sermon, and it's kind of creepy, but it's more like the the dismissive, defiant take that you would get from someone who's been hurt, whose innocence was stolen, whose joy was taken from her. And she knows that no one, not even God, is going to save her. But there's also this power in it. And I don't know, I, I feel like this record, my God, we could go so long on this album, right? Yeah, I mean, it's true. <laughs> it's one of those records you hear and, and every time you listen to it, you, you think of something different, discover something diff- different and reflect on something new every time. But yeah, that world building for sure and, and and also really blurred lines between you know what is real and what is not real and what is just coming out of her own dreamscapes.
3: Oh
2: I mean, that's the thing I love about Lana Del Rey, too, is that she goes to those archetypal places you're talking about, and she also has this way of being personal in a mundane way, with just, like, little details from her life, you know, name-dropping places she likes to go, or, or even talking about her musical process. Like, she has a song on this record where she says something about... You know that point in a Harry Nilsson song, I think it's at 206 where his voice catches. Like she's, not only does she mention the song and evoke the song, but she mentions the timestamp at the point that she wants you to think about the song. Right. (laughs) And it's that level of sort of meticulous detail in the midst of this dreamy construction.
1: I'll just add that she is an artist who always finds euphoria in our most broken moments. And she can bring this euphoria out and give it a voice like no one else. Uh, And I so love that in her and her work. I think she's, I mean, honestly, one of our greatest songwriters right now making art. Lana Del Rey, back with the long-awaited full-length. Did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? Also out today is a new EP from the singer Yaya Bay. It's called Exodus, the North Star. This is the song When Saturn Returns.
3: I'll take it gladly, you ain't ever playing about me, you ain't ever playing about me. One, two, three, four.
5: Yaya Bay, I, I feel like this album is for all the people out there that are always saying that R and B is dead. There's no more good R and B. Well, it certainly is out there, and, and this is what I'm feeling from Yaya Bay. But also a bit of, of hip hop, which is interesting because her dad was. Granddaddy IU, something new from Granddaddy IU. So her growing up really was just about music, Donnie Hathaway. And from what I understand, her dad used to leave like spaces for her to write her own lyrics and her own lines into his music. So this is someone who's been around great music all her life, but you can feel it. And I love When Saturn Returns. It's a bit of a slow jam. Who remembers slow jams, right? We used to make tapes. Full of slow jams. Add this one to my 2023 slow jam tape. But I have to say that Exodus, the North Star, I love the little reggae flow.
3: Baby, 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 baby.
5: about this album is that Yaya Bay adds so many different elements to it, it's hard to put it into a particular genre. I know I mentioned R&B, but it's almost as if she's creating somewhat of her own genre, which I think is happening a lot, again, in, in music today.
4: Going back to When Saturn Returns, it's that soul vibe and those organ stabs, I'm such a sucker for organs and Ooh. road keys. But, the, you know, the first two tracks is kind of celebrates not only reggae, but the Lover's Rock vibe. Yes. You know, which Lover's Rock became really popular in England. And I was doing some research on Lover's Rock. Remember Karen Wheeler's Soul to Soul? Absolutely. She was in a Lover's Rock band before she started Soul to Soul. I didn't had no idea. But that Lover's Rock vibe, it's just, I love that vibe. I mean, plus oh, it's yeah. still cold here in March. And I was just like, this is, I need this right now. Because every, everywhere is warm, but here. No. no, no, no!
2: <laughs> it was 21 degrees in Nashville the other day. You're not wow. alone. You're not. 21 alone. degrees at,
4: in and in, in the day or at night. Uh, at day. night, but it's still cold See, during the day. That's 21 de- 21 degrees during the day here. Honey, oh. I got a dog. I'm out there in the mornings. So. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
5: But that's a good point. She felt warm and, and inviting and, 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 and made you want to even turn on the fireplace and then snuggle up a little bit, drink a, a sip, of, <laughs> sip something warm, maybe something red. But definitely her vocals, sometimes not always perfect, but I, I love that. There's something about music that doesn't have to be perfect. The imperfections that are so perfect and right on time. I found little bits of that throughout this album with Yaya Bay.
1: Yeah, this feels like a, a mostly breezy coda to the full length that she had out last spring. You know, like if that album was about pain and desire and heartache, this is her follow-up that, that's sort of saying, you know, I'm doing just fine. Yes. You know, and she's she's clearly letting everything go. Yaya Bay, her new EP out today is called Exodus, The North Star. We do have several other releases that we want to highlight for you this week, including new ones from Depeche Mode and Lancome. But first, we need to take a short
0: break. This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu with Black Twitter, A People's History from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Directed by Prentice Penny, Black Twitter, A People's History tells the story of how Black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, A People's History, premieres May 9th, streaming on Hulu. Support for NPR and the following message come from the American Cancer Society. Dr. Alpa Patel leads a team that researches cancer risk factors, and she shares how her team makes an impact.
4: We always do what we like to think of as actionable science. So, The work that we do makes its way to things like nutrition and physical activity guidelines for Cancer.org, where millions of people come each year to learn about how they can better prevent cancer.
0: To learn more, go to Cancer.org. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as Black experiences, you'll hear... It means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcast.
1: It's New Music Friday from NPR. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers, Nicole Sweeney, and Tariq Moody, and we're looking at the best releases out now on March 24th, including a new one from the Irish folk band Lancome. It's called False Lankum." This is the song Clear Away in the Morning. Take me back on.
2: not all of our listeners may think they like Irish traditional folk music, (laughs) but if you saw the Banshees of Inna do I have a record for you? No, I'm just kidding.
1: Um, Or any A24, creepy A24 movie. Honestly, (laughs) I thought this band needs to score an A24 horror film.
2: Oh, totally. I think, you know, being into Irish traditional folk music, it's it's a particular subculture for sure. But anyway, if you think you might want to learn something about Irish traditional folk music. Don't start with Lancome. (laughs) But what Lancome does goes beyond any categories of traditional. I mean, they have really revolutionized uh, the approach to this music. They've been together quite a long time. This is their fourth album, but I think it's their most welcoming. Um, The earlier albums really doubled down on what you hear on some of the tracks here, which is like a heavy drone, you know, almost people compare the sound almost to black metal.
1: I'm reminded of the band Low, a mm-hmm, lot. Yeah. You know, music that is powered by these deep drones, very economic melodies, and, and lots of reflections on death and dying and the afterlife. I grew up in rural Kansas and, you know, I was talking with a close friend recently who also grew up in rural Kansas, and we were talking about how, you know, we were taught quite literally and very explicitly that life is terrible. You know, it it is, you know, it is nothing but hard work and drudgery and suffering and that you should work hard, expect nothing and that your reward in life lies beyond this plane, you know, and that felt to me like an important thread that ran throughout this music. You know, even on tracks that I would call more hopeful, like Clear Away the Morning or on a Monday morning, it felt like those beliefs, those values were never far away in this music.
2: I'm laughing because, you know, I I have two Irish-American parents, my, my late parents, and my dad always would say to me, you know, Anne, I always expect the worst, and that way I'm never disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> my dad it's told like,
1: me, J- you'll be a lot happier if you give up hope.
2: Exactly. It's like the <laughs> Irish fatalism. But at the same time, there is this sense of life and hope, and the hope is in the telling of the story. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The survival... Yeah. Is in the telling of the story. So on a song like um, Lord Abhor and Mary Flynn on this record, which I, is one that I love. Lord
0: Abhor and Mary Flynn were both children you They were scarcely fourteen.
2: It's a kind of a rose in the briar story. So it's two young lovers, one dies, the other like basically jumps in their grave. Not, not a happy story, but the fact that the story is being told. And so even though it's the darkest story, the telling of it rejuvenates it. And that's a lot of what Lancome is about, I think. How do we rejuvenate this music over and over again?
1: Lancum, the band's new album is False Lancum*. Also out today is a new one from the veteran rock band Depeche Mode. They're back with their first new album in six years. It's called Memento Mori. This is the song My Cosmos Is Mine.
5: Depeche Mode, those two words bring back some crazy nostalgia for me. I think of all my favorite 80s movies and 16 Candles and Back to the Future and they're back really with that nostalgic vibe I think that people do expect when they they hear from Depeche Mode. A little dark, if you would. I know we've been mentioned in dark, but I have to mention one of my absolute favorites, Always You. Ma- My
1: love. No solid ground.
5: It just brought back those memories of... I mean, The Cure, Human League. When you think of those groups and you think of British pop, you you feel good with this particular album. People Are Good is another one of my favorites because it's a question that you want to kind of ask yourself. Are people good?
2: Keep telling myself
0: people are good.
5: And they kind of answer it that, you know, you keep fooling yourself thinking that you are. So once again, there's honesty. That makes Nicole, sense. Nicole,
2: people are people. So why yeah, I was I just be? thinking wherever you go. <laughs> Sorry, I had to quote that depression.
4: <laughs> depression Mode was the soundtrack of my late high school, early college years, mainly because of the darkness. There's no shiny pop vibes that I know Robin loves so much. <laughs> but uh, like my favorite stranger is like, it is my theme song since I was—I was such a weird goth pseudo. I don't know if I was—I didn't dress like goth, but I had a mental state of goth. My favorite stranger stands in my mirror, puts words in my mouth. It's kind of two, two sides of a coin. The dark sense of distorted gu- the guitars, repetitive bass line. The bass feels like the light reflection of the dark, distorted guitars. It's kind of, sonically, it's kind of symbolic of the, the theme of that song.
5: So many people go through this period where you do look in the mirror and sometimes you're like, who is this person? You know, you, you're shedding layers of yourself. You're adding to it. Again, another honest song about just even recognizing and loving these pieces and parts of yourself that you you didn't recognize
2: There's two important developments that affected this record. One, Andy Fletcher's death. So Andy Fletcher, interesting position in the band. He was a member of the band, but didn't actually play in the band. He's sort of like the organizing spirit of the band. He passed. Also important, so my band a la Desh Pesh Mode as a young person was Psychedelic Furs. I was obsessed with the Psychedelic Furs. Richard Butler was like my dream man. Richard Butler co-wrote four songs on this record. So I'm getting a little psychedelic first vibe from it too. It's really cool. Martin Gore doesn't normally write with people, but he and Richard paired up. And I think that gives a little, you're absolutely right, both of you. It doesn't sound radically different, but there is this infusion. And I wonder if it partly comes from that collaboration.
1: Depeche Mode back with their first new album in six years. It's called Memento Mori. It is a packed release week, so I was thinking maybe we could all do a couple of quick picks for our our lightning round on this week's show. Tariq, we'll start with you.
4: My first lightning round pick is Benny Singh's new album, Young Hearts. We could take a walk on Cabana Beach Read
3: a book or two about the birds in Cali We could
4: see a moon he is a Dutch singer-songwriter that conjures up the '70s vibe of soul R&B of artists like and Dan, Hall and Oates, and Michael O'Donnell But it's for the 21st century. One of my highlights of this of this album is "Pajamas" featuring the very talented Remy Wolf, which has this bossa nova vibe. My second pick is Kelly, best known as the frontman of Black Party, and his new album, The Flames Part 2.
0: There's a man on the corner standing by the ATM. He needs a tenant to a home, but I don't believe him. He's got bloodshot eyes and whiskey on his breath. He says he is the message, true love knows no doubt. He's a woman at the skate park with no shoes on. She's drinking white lightning and talking to herself. She's got sparrows in her head, skaters in her bed. She has for me a message, true love knows no doubt
4: the six studio albums a follow up to 2021's The Waves Part 1 which was written and recorded during lockdown. It features Kelly's signature voice paired with experimental sounds, distorted guitars and unique melodies which I truly, truly love. Nicole.
5: My first lightning round pick is Lamar, Page in My Heart. And this album is for the artists who have been fans and has supported Lamar for so long. He's wanting to take us back to his dedicated album, which came out about 20 years ago. So this is for all of us that really enjoyed that music. It's almost like a thank you letter to all of the fans and the supporters and why he's even able to, uh, you know, he's been away from music for a little bit, but now he's back and this is going to be an exciting album for not only just the fans that have been with them since Dedicated, but new new fans uh, that haven't really gotten a chance to dive into him as well. And for my second pick, it's Sophie B. Hawkins. How did
3: I find you here?
5: I mean look i'm still excited about damn i wish i was your lover it's still the jam (laughs) so i'm so excited for free myself which just seems like another chapter in sophie b hawkins she's going to give you honesty she's going to give you her life you know almost just words from her own diary that'll really become words for your own so sophie b hawkins my second lightning round pick and
2: my first lightning round pick is one of my most anticipated albums of the year. It's called Love in Exile, and it brings together the uh, singer Arujav Thab, the jazz pianist Vijay Iyer, and the synth master Shahzad Ismaili. Jazz. These three have been playing together since 2018 and working toward this album, and they've produced this exquisite... Just beautiful, meditative, expansive, I can't throw in enough hyperbolic words to describe this journey of this album.
1: We're going to have a conversation with Aru Aftab, Vijay Iyer, and Shazadi Smiley about the Love and Exile record uh, coming up in a future episode uh, in this podcast.
2: My second pick is completely different. It's by Caroline Rose, a singer-songwriter, rocker, who I've m- admired for a long time. It's called The Art of Forgetting. Just I have loved and NPR has loved this songwriter and rocker for quite a while. Their previous releases were very high concept, often often funny, uh, hilarious. And that's why we all fell in love with them. This album makes a shift into emotionally riskier territory, I think. And also, um, they've really found their pop sound. It's a subtle and substantive record that also gives you plenty of hooks and uh, stuff to enjoy.
1: Alright, for mine, I first have to note that there is a massive, a massive box set out today for Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon to celebrate the album's 50th anniversary. I nearly threw my back out picking this thing up when it arrived in the mail. It has so many discs, multiple discs, vinyl. Uh, There's a big hardback book of gorgeous photos in it uh, from the recording sessions and other, you know, sort of intimate moments of of the band around that time. Uh, There's even a written score for the album so that you can play the whole thing on piano or whatever instrument you want. Uh, There aren't many albums that can compare to this one in terms of its reach and influence over the decades. Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, 50th Anniversary Edition, out now. For my second pick, I really wanted to play something from the new Fallout Boy album. It's called So Much for Stardust. But I will just say for now that rock is not dead. And we'll drop a track from it in our Spotify and Apple playlists uh, for you to hear there. But I can't let the week go without mentioning the new EP from Rosalia and Rao Alejandro. It's called (laughs) RR. So we weren't able to hear the full thing in time to talk about it on the show, but this is definitely one of the biggest releases of the week and one that we really only just learned about last week. They've worked together in the past, but this is their first joint project since they announced that they're a couple. So diehard fans are absolutely over the moon for it. The three-song EP RR from Rosalia and Rao Alejandro out now on March 24th. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. My thanks to Ann Powers, Nicole Sweeney, and Tariq Moody. Thanks, everyone.
2: Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Robin. Thank you.
1: Remember to check out the description of this episode in your podcast feed to see a list of everything that we played and talked about on the show. And you can hear full versions of the songs we featured in our expanded New Music Friday playlists in Apple Music or Spotify. Just open those apps and search for NPR Music. Stay in touch and keep up with the latest from NPR Music with our weekly newsletter. You can sign up for it at npr.org slash music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR.
4: Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at RosettaStone.com/NPR. This election season, you can expect to hear a lot of news. Some of it meaningful; much of it not. Give the Up First podcast 15 minutes, sometimes a little less, and we'll help you sort it out, what's going on around the world and at home. Three stories, 15 minutes, Up First, every day. Listen every morning, wherever you get your podcasts.